0: Thank you.
1: Hello, and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Socks.
0: And I'm Lori Sox. And this morning, we were discussing the power of words. We've had a lot of changes this year, this school year in particular. We had challenges. We made difficult decisions of change. And with that change brought the fruition of so many things that we had wanted for our son and and our daughter, for our our children, things that we had begun to believe did not exist. I think there are places, we just came from a place that these things did not exist. These words of inclusion, inclusion means so much. Inclusion is the perfect game of kickball on any playground. Inclusion is, like growing up, I just wanted inclusion to where I didn't feel left out. Inclusion became something for me that I never wanted to leave anybody out. So now the meaning of inclusion is so much bigger because we see the ramifications of what the lack of inclusion brings. In our fight for inclusion with Liam, when it first started, We didn't know what that was because I remember remember there was a woman who ran the wonderful United Children Learning Academy uh, here in Los Angeles. And that's where Liam went to preschool. She ran it and there was another word. I think it was mainstream. Mainstream was a word that I had been told. I don't even know where I got that word from. In my mind, I thought that was what inclusion was. And I remember the day... She stopped me and she was like, no, mainstream means that your child will be in a separate environment, but will be brought in for things like lunch and PE and music. And then that makes sense because there's a stream and now they're going to become part of the mainstream, which... It, I mean that just sounds wrong, right? Aren't we all a part of the mainstream? Aren't we all a part of this? Like,
1: well, no one should be river? excluded, <laughs> right? So the word we should all be included. A part of it. No exc-
0: one's like a rock on the shore. We're all a part of this ocean. This that's
1: why inclusion works so much well, better. Well, but I didn't know
0: what the word meant. I yeah, mean, mainstream no. is a big word. I I hear like I've I've heard that. I've heard that as part of a conversation. But she gave me the word inclus- inclusion, and she said, "No, you don't ask for mainstreaming." which I don't know who gave me that word but she said you that is asked a, for it's maybe a bit
1: outdated now but yeah
0: this no really? It's still something they they mainstream your children from the special day class from a, a non-inclusive classroom that's when you know Liam would have come in for PE or lunch or music or whatever it is right To be a part, but not inclusive. No, they. We've seen it happen. We've been in class when the other class would come in, and then they'd participate in certain things. We were at the auditorium when the class was supposed to come in for the presentation. Remember, and the one teacher said, "Don't wait for them. They make a lot of noise." Right. She didn't know who my son was. (laughs) But so anyway, I'm. I'm really making efforts to remain positive. Right. That's part of that change of this new school is for everything not to be such an effort. Right. So inclusion. We learned the word. I learned the word. She said you asked for an inclusive classroom. That was a gift because I think they were shocked when I first asked for an inclusive classroom in kindergarten. Because I know that they were pushing for a special day class. They had us go visit all the special day classes. Mm-hmm. They didn't even want him at his home school.
1: No, the special day classes we visited were not his home school.
0: No, they sent us there, though. No, which in fact, they required that we... They required we go to these hey, other schools these and first, I don't and think... And then we'll
1: talk. Yeah. But I'm glad they did because we got to see what it was.
0: Yes, and we also had to... Then we could say, all right, we, and these are the reasons it's inappropriate instead of us just... But it should be enough for us to just know. It should be mm-hmm. enough for us to say, this is our homeschool. This is the law. This is what you need to provide. If, if your school doesn't support our child, you need to provide the supports for our child. That is just the law. We shouldn't be ha- having to do these dances. And I, I believe
1: I, a, a special day class is good for, chi- for some children. I do but too. But honestly, walking into that classroom, none of those kids were my kid. Like th- this wasn't an appropriate place for my child. And the kids that I saw that I went wait that's Liam I, I see Liam there like this was what I felt like Liam would be doing in this class they were not engaged they were just all kind of grouped together almost like daycare
0: because it was kindergarten because well, but, no, here, that, that, but here but here that, is the true. thing this is the thing I believe a special day class is an appropriate placement for some children it wasn't appropriate for our child because there were certain... I don't think the special day class we saw was appropriate for any child because the supports weren't there. I think that's what right. really disrupted us so much is that you had two people and nobody was nobody was paying attention to the students there. They weren't being engaged. There was nothing. So if uh, it is... Man, the,
1: both those two teachers looked so overwhelmed. I think yes. it was one teacher and one like teacher's assistant. Yes. And I think the point is that Having two teachers for such a big classroom being so overwhelmed and and stressed and run around is not healthy for the students.
0: If the teachers don't have the supports they need, how can they implement the supports the students need? So in my eyes... There are a lot of different challenges with the special day class is if it is an appropriate setting, it needs to have the supports and it needs to uphold all the rights of the students in that special day class. As far as like goals that are challenging, uh, supports in place to access the curriculum.
1: And that's so individual. You'd have to go into each class. and, And so you can't make a generic kind of call, right? No. Like any classroom.
0: Like any classroom and that wasn't the environment that was appropriate for our son and i was so happy that i had the power of that word inclusive classroom and i think she may have even given me the with the supports he needs to access the curriculum i think she had given me like that like magic sentence because that's the law like i didn't know that was a law to me it sounds like a great idea like, and at that point we had, it, Liam was three and he, we had fought for so much in that, in that first three years, I was like, oh, that would be great. And she was like, it's the law. And those words gave me power. And that fight for inclusion is what drove me for the last six years to fight in that school, to fight the district, to fight constantly, because I knew that it wasn't, they tried always to make me think that, well, that's a great idea. They never really said that it was the law. They violated that great idea so flagrantly that who would think that that was a law? Like, I would never think that that was a law if I didn't know it was a law by the way that they just dismissed it and tried so passionately to not (laughs) implement that law. But there was power in those words. And ultimately from the power of that assistant principal's words that she had a job to keep and it wasn't upholding Liam's right to an education or that principal's words that Liam's work doesn't matter or count. The power of those words, though painful, thrust me into accept, maybe acceptance.
1: What were you accepting?
0: That that fight was futile in that place. It's not a futile pursuit, but it had, like, if those words were never spoke, we'd probably still be there fighting that same fight. But I had to hear what was said. I had to really say, okay, that's done. And we were fortunate to have found this school, the Citizens of the World, which just the title of Citizens of the World, we, we need more citizens of the world. We should all be citizens of the world. And since we have been there, and we've discussed a little bit about our first IEP, and how it was magical and it is what IEP should be. It was a short meeting. We discussed Liam's strengths and the power in those words. You wanna talk about power in words anything we had experienced up until there. The reason why the word was fight for an education is because we would come in and these pellets were thrown at us, not pellets, these rocks, these all of these things that our son couldn't do. And we live with our son. We see our son. We know his ability. But we sit and it's supposed to be a team. And what does that word mean? The power of the word team insinuates and made us believe all these people were on our side. But we would sit at that table, and there was a great majority of those people that were not on Team Liam. This new school actually called his IEP team. 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 Liam with a team. Team Liam. Team Liam. Team.
1: Well, their entire vernacular is what we want. You talk about power of words. I look back. now; I can only see this now because I'm, I'm seeing what citizens of the world has given us in their language, in their acceptance, and their model. I look back at our old school, and their language was always very clinical and about the law. And but
0: not a pu- but. It wasn't about the law, though. It wasn't. But it was about, always just
1: reading, f- it was, right? Oh, we had this and that, and, and it was just empty.
0: But that was the thing is, and that's where I think parents get fooled because it because it wasn't about the law. The law is mm-hmm. every child has a right to an equal education and the supports for them to access that education. That is the law. I think law. it was
1: probably their counter lawyer verbiage that they were using is how I'm feeling. It's, it's still big was, words. It's yeah, a pow- And right.
0: those words have power. Those words have power to... As Willie Dawkins talked about the power of certain words, they have, they're put there to scare you. They're put there to make you think that that is the law, that is the only way. When they talk about making changes for your child in this push, it's like a sidestep of what the law is, what your child's right is as far as like to assessments and for it to actually be, you know, let's examine what's best for your child. And I think at our old school, it was never what was best for our child because I don't think it was, except for those 10 weeks with that beautiful Miss Parsekian, I don't think it was ever what was best for our child. And I don't think what was ever done was best for our child. I think we, and it's so hard to say that. It's so hard. And I might be wrong on some counts, but when you look at the majority of it, I mean, I'd have to think really hard at any other time, what was done was what was best for our child. And those words, that support was there. We know it wasn't there. I digress.
1: No, my my point was that now stepping away from those kind of words, right? And, and going into this school that when we first heard about it was this model using all the right words. And now we've gone into it and see that they're really standing behind their words.
0: And the one thing that's, that's funny that was pointed out the other day is that because of the words that this school uses, because of the vernacular, because of the inclusivity, people think it's a private school. It's not a private school. You
1: no, know, a private school wouldn't be this inclusive.
0: It's a public you would ho- <laughs> you would hope that people actually I mean, pay. You no, know what's funny I, I is went to you private would school hope my whole life. Yeah.
1: And also I I was in country clubs and stuff that are exclusive. Now you're showing uh, off. No, no, but, but that's the wording. <laughs> Inclusivity and then being in, being an inclusive exclusive and being including, yeah. I'm going to exclude. That's what's saying I go to an exclusive country club <gasps> or exclusive tennis court, meaning there are certain people that are allowed to be here and be members, and then other people don't. There's a gate there with a guard. It, it's it's something that I've had to step away. Now, this can be really great sometimes, but I've, I've stepped away from it and gone, whoa. But this can be great to say, oh, I want a place where you know, where I can get a, co- a tennis court or a golf game when I want it. And if I want to change in in schedules, I can do it or a change at the clubhouse and and put sandwiches at this time instead of that. Yeah. OK, you have control. You're like part of a group that you are an, a, a voting. member. I get of it. Group. It's, you're
0: not saying anything exclusive is bad. You're, you're not, not saying, saying anything
1: that. exclusive is bad. I'm saying that I get the idea. But we can go back in the past. It's been the Masters. It's been all these clubs that won't allow women in the club, won't allow African-Americans in the club. Won't, you know, it, it, that's the exclusive. We're not even
0: going to talk about disabilities. But then right. you also look at private schools and, you know, our conversation with Willie Dawkins again, that shined a light on how private schools were actually created.
1: Exclusively. Excu-
0: yes, yes. So you brought up the subject of exclusive. And it was like a light bulb moment because I never thought of exclusive as not inclusive, (laughs) but it sure as heck is in the definition. I love that it opens my mind to being more aware. And I think that's what it is. I think that's what this journey for me with Liam has been is to make me more present. I've been so much more present in my life. I've been so much more open to learning. I feel like my life before Liam, I had these blinders on I think that's what the world misses out on. I think that that's what people don't get is the quality of my life is so beyond. We just had uh, a friend of ours... Uh, connect us with someone. And the email was like, yes, they had a Downs baby and their special little baby was born. And I just, I was like, oh, you know, power of words. Both of those sentences just threw me back to 12 years ago. And that was the kind of thinking that makes me go, oh, Downs baby and special little baby. Um, Every baby is special, period. Every child is special. And I don't have a Downs baby. If you want to, I have a Socks baby. Like my child's last name is Socks. But that's, that's a label. And that label is just, it's not educated. And I was so happy that I was actually able to respond in a way that was more gentle. And I was able to say, I'm going to empower you to support this family. I'm going to tell you that it's person first. This child has Down syndrome. It's a child with Down syndrome. And then I told him, Down syndrome is actually just named after the man who was the first person to put the similarities of people with the extra chromosome. He's the one who named it. That's it. I'm going to empower him to, one, support this family, and two, to be educated into understanding what you're saying and what the, the real way to say it. Now, we've progressed. We're educated. Let's, let's move forward. And I was happy that it, it took me 12 years, but I did it with a peaceful heart. It's the power of words. It is. It's the power of now I've empowered him to give him a powerful advocate or presence in this family's life.
1: There's people in our own community that may not realize the power of just that adjustment and those words and putting person first. But I think we're learning the, the power of those words.
0: Right. I, I'm learning them
1: brought along this conversation in my mind was the coffee we just had at Citizens of the World. Right. After the the little parent coffee thing and there were administration there too. We chatted with a few of the parents. Very diverse group of people. And we all talked about and agreed upon this powerful message of inclusion and how beneficial this was for all our kids.
0: I didn't realize until just now like our group of parents that we talking, we were very, inclu- it was a very inclusive group. You're at very an inclusive, diverse. Yeah, diverse it was a very group. diverse group. You're at an inclusive school. Our parent group talking was very diverse. And I think that's what you're going to get. And I think that we see the power in that. Yeah. I don't think we negated it before, but I don't think we understood that just, that just power. And also to have inclusion be something that just is. Right. It's not... That model is inclusive. They don't mm-hmm. talk about inclusion every day. They, it's not just something. It's just what it is. it is. And I think that's what inclusion is. is just It should just be what is. I think that's what we strive for. I think that's the power of these words is that when we, were, we just came from an environment that made inclusion seem like that prize at the end of a Cracker Jack box. You got to eat a whole lot of Cracker Jack to get this little prize. It was like a gift, but it's not. And it shouldn't, it, it needs to change. The power of that word needs to change. And one thing we discussed is that I feel like we're in this beautiful environment, but then if I, if I talk about inclusion, it becomes insulting sometimes to other people who feel like, oh, so I'm not inclusive. But I feel like if you find yourself saying I'm not inclusive, then I don't think that's a question. I think it's a statement. And if you don't like how that feels inside of you, then you make those changes.
1: Just like if we see someone that is doing something that we hadn't thought of. Oh, I do this. I should be offended by, wait, does that mean I'm not doing it? Well, I look at that. If and I'm say, not doing if it. If I like to do it yeah. and that looks good, I need to start incorporating that in my life. Not be offended like I'm being judged. Just, oh, I can witness things happening and say, i like to have that happen in my life too. So let's, let me make a change.
0: But I think that's the power of the word inclusion, the power of that word. And then when you're, you, you have the power of the word when you're given the word and how that changes things, how that opened my mind to that just thought. And it's been just this constant, like, I think I got it. And then I'm like, no, oh, now I get it. Oh, no, now I get it. And the power of that word inclusion is that it's just how the world should be. And it's definitely how my son's classroom should be. Yeah. That shouldn't be a question. And we shouldn't be questioned so hard that that's what we want. We should ask why you're questioning that. Because above all, it is a law. That right there. The, if, if you don't feel like my son is entitled to be with your child, if you don't feel like your teachers should have to do the extra work, If you're a teacher who doesn't feel that you should have to do the extra work, those are feelings and thoughts. Those are opinions. And the truth is, the law is on the side of inclusion across the board.
1: We've seen it through history that many times a law enacts change. It has to be made to happen.
0: But people fight about it. There's a
1: fight against the law. And then ultimately... That law takes effect and people, it becomes incorporated as what we do in life.
0: I know it's not the meaning of the song, I fought the law and the law won, but it's the only time in which, like, <laughs> it's the time, like, as I'm just thinking right now, it's like, that should be... I will sing that song when I go into, if I ever have to go into another one of those IEPs. You're fighting the law, but the law will win and my son will be in this inclusive environment with the supports that he needs to access his curriculum. We have power in our words. Our words uh, um, influence our thinking and our actions. Our words influence people around us. They evoke change. They set a precedence for our children and for their future. They have the power to remove as well as put up boundaries. I'm still learning that power. I'm still finding those meanings and those words that I need. And I'm so grateful for the people who have come before me, who give me those words, who remind me, or not even remind me, just sometimes even tell me how powerful I am on this journey with my child. And I'm thankful that you're on this journey with us. We appreciate your words, your emails, and your thoughts.
1: Till next time. Please follow us on Twitter at If we knew then Pod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at If we knew then Pod, or visit our website, ifweknewthen.com to send us an email with questions and comments.